This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports? We hope that you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. No more sinus infection. Maybe just a little. <laughs> Maybe just a little, but we're feeling better. We got a little sip in our cup, cup, cup. And we're off and ready to go. We have a good show in store for you tonight. Mr. Zach Pearson, former LSU pitcher Mr. Zach Pearson, is going to be joining the show uh, around 7.15, 7.20. And then our friend, a, a man that's been a part and is a part of RU Series Sports Network, Mr. Daniel Dees, will be joining us right after to talk the draft, talk LSU guys in the draft. It's going to be a really, really, really fun night. A really, really, fun, really fun night. And also... We're going to talk a little bit about the Dustin Portier, the Louisiana guy, going up against the melty feel that is Conor McGregor. We will talk about that as well. But before, <laughs> lied about the sinus infection. But before we get to all of that, before we get to all of that, everyone do us a favor, hit that like and hit the share, share into some groups. We have a lot to talk about. We're going to do the hashtag Ask Blake again. Any questions that you have, we will let we will answer them right here before we get Mr. Zach Pearson on. Also, we want to thank our good partners over at Belief Podcast. Yesterday's show, I have no idea what happened. I guess it was good because our highest uh, podcasting numbers on the listening side of things, absolutely fantastic. And that's because of all of you. Without you, I have nothing. 
Without you, I have absolutely nothing. But we will get into some of these comments. Stanley Polky just had a comment. He said, uh, he said that shirt is fire. You like that, Stan? That was actually, this is actually a basketball shirt, believe it or not. A basketball shirt. Will Wade and then wore the other night. I saw it on, uh, I don't know, somebody got this for me, maybe, or I bought it. I don't remember. I don't remember, but I like it, man. It's comfortable. It's swagtastic. Uh, Cameron Cook says, Craig, the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, Mr. Craig Schilling is in the building. He says, Dem Southern Jag Tubas, baby. Yeah, if you missed the opening, uh, we uh, we played the Southern Band playing next. Man, that's going to be such a good uh, good game when they come into Tiger Stadium. Ryan says, running to run through a tunnel. Yes, sir. Let's go. Adam Keene says, let's go. So does Mr. Joey on Periscope. I appreciate all of you joining uh, the show. But before we get to all that, we're going to do the Ask Blake very quickly and touch on some defensive coordinator LSU stuff before we get to a couple of guests. But we got to hit our good friends over at GM, Varnado and Sons. GM Varno and Sons has faithfully been serving your Denim Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, truck repair, routine maintenance, tire repair, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you on by and for the number one real estate team in all of the north shore go to team.kw.com that's team.kw.com tell them blake Rafino sent you by they will bring you to one of their great uh great homes the lovely home that you have been waiting for and been dreaming about they have it at team.kw.com all you have to do tomorrow is call them at 985-467-7355 Meet with one of their great real estate agents today, and I know that they'll take good care of you. That's team.kw.com. Uh, my mom is in the stream. She says, I gave it to you for Christmas. Well, there you go. There you go. But it doesn't mean that Will Wade didn't wear this other night when he got an ass beat against the Alabama because they did get their asses beat. Absolutely. Okay, so let's do this. Let's do the hashtag Ask Blake. We have a lot to get up to. Eric Gilbert, Elias Ricks. We got a lot to get into. So I put it in here. It's right here. All you got to do is hit the hashtag Ask Blake, and we will get to your questions. Blaine Smith says, Dustin the Diamond Portier. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. I know Daniel Dees is, is he, he's loving it. Our man, does, uh, Daniel Dees, who does the AYS Fight Club. He's loving that. He's backstage doing the diamond. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Uh, Terry on Facebook Live says, Ask Blake, DC information, please. What's the word and rumors? I know that they talked to Glenn Schumann. It seems like he's the guy. Look, I told you last night that Joe Barry, the linebackers coach, um, from the Rams just didn't seem to be a good fit. I know that, speaking of Stanley Pokey, who was in the comments earlier, he had a good analogy about him and Scott Linehan, uh, kind of like the same hires. I know that there were some people that said that he was going to be the very next guy that they target. That wind up not being true. Uh, and he goes over to the Chargers and not the Rams. But Glenn Schumann right now seems to be the guy that they might have talked to and will be talking to but I feel like we'll have more information on that tomorrow. Um, let me say this, and something I've been thinking about all day, LSU can't strike out again, right? Like, LSU cannot strike out again. This is, this is something that cannot happen. And if and when it does, if it does, it's going to be very horrible. But we'll see. Uh, Joe Richard says, ask Blake, why not Corey Raymond? Corey doesn't want that spot. I think if Corey ever wanted to be the DC at LSU, um, he would have made it known before now. We would have known this before now. He would have gone somewhere else to be a DC before he came back. Mm. 
I don't. I didn't do this comment, so it must have been Mr. Daniel D's. But he says, "Gotta follow a legend." Is Zach Pearson more than attractive than me? Yes, but is more beautiful than me on the inside? Also, yes. <laughs> Daniel D's, I like that. But he's not better at doing draft coverage than you, so we will get to that. <laughs> Spoke too soon about the sinuses. Spoke way too soon. Oh, you know what I forgot to do, um, guys. We've been getting. We literally started. Uh, two weeks ago with 107 subscribers on YouTube. We're now like right at 500. So as soon as we get off the show, we're doing that $100 gift card giveaway. Don't forget to go to Are You Serious Sports on um, YouTube and hit that subscribe button and notification bell to put your name in the drawing for the $100 gift card giveaway. It'd be fantastic. Hunter John Daigle says, I will wait for you. Okay. Okay. I see you. Mr. Bucknut, or Sir Bucknut now, as he goes on Periscope, says, Ask Blake, who is who is your under-the-radar wide receiver next season, both for LSU and on a national level? Um, mm, under the radar, probably, Deion Smith, uh, the freshman. He, Ed Orsrein said he reminds him a lot of Justin Jefferson. We know how much Ed Orsrein loved Justin Jefferson. 6'2", about 200-and-something pounds. A little nicked up right now. Um, Nationally, huh. I don't know about nationally. I'm going to have to start breaking this down. You hit me at the end of the season. You hit me at the end of the season. Adam LeBlanc says, ask the boss man, MF and boss man, Blake, boss man, Rafino, Adam LeBlanc. Let's hear some D, uh, some DC updates. Um, not a right, not a lot right now. Um, seems like Glenn Schumann is the one that they've targeted, and what I can tell you is it does feel, um, it does feel that both are showing interest. Not just LSU trying to go after interest, but uh, Glenn Schumann is showing that interest too. Um, I'm sure they've, they they're looking in the NFL too. Um. But they're doing a much better job this time around is LSU of not letting this leak, right? Like how many times did they let stuff leak before? It was a leak of source Rex over there. You know, I'm not going to say what it was a leak like, but it was a leak. Uh, Blaine Smith says, ask Blake, do you see the Dan Campbell conference? It was kind of weird. It was really weird. If you knock us down, we're going to get up. We're going to bite off one of your kneecaps. You knock us down again, we're going to bite off the uh, the other kneecap. He's a weird dude. Like, he's a strange cat. Let me say this also. Let me say this also. Uh, Because I know they've been watching. Let me say this. I appreciate the kind words this morning to a former associate of mine. Uh, I appreciate the kind words. I'm being sarcastic. You don't know Ryan Nielsen, and you don't have a Heisman vote. So, but guys, it's fantastic. It's funny. It's hilarious. We're getting some national viewers up in this thing. Some people who got some national viewers up in this thing. So, hey, what do I what do I know? Uh, Cameron says, "Ask Blake, why do these no neighbors keep floating around, floating the Eli Ricks rumors?" I don't know. You want to know my take on Elias Ricks? <coughs> I told this to a couple people today. I think that Elias Ricks did tell somebody something. I don't think that the Elias Ricks rumor came out of the ether. I don't think somebody in a, a, in Ohio State said, you know what? I'm going to make a rumor about Elias Ricks. I don't think that that happened. I think that Elias Ricks said something to somebody and they started floating it out there. <coughs> and it just turned out to be a lie. He's not going anywhere. At least not right now. I mean, he might, but he's not going anywhere. Why Why would he go somewhere? It'd be idiotic. He was an All-American as a freshman. At LSU, no less. It would be idiotic. 
Stephen Miller says, Dustin the Diamond Portier. Man, Billy Reddy. See, I got it right that time. Billy Reddy on Facebook Live says, Ask Blake, are the Ohio State rivals guys just picking out clickbait about Ricks? I don't think that they are. Somebody told them something. They're not just, well... I think that they're running out there unsourced, right? Like, I don't think they're sourcing this. Um, but something somebody said something. But is it actually true? I don't think so. I mean, you can't convince me that a, a guy that's got 40,000, 50,000 followers on Twitter is just running out there and picking a likes Ricks to talk about. So I think something was said. But I don't think that it's true. Actually, I know it's not true at this point. Uh, Hunter John Daigle says, ask Blake any word on the two transfers from Tennessee. No, not really. Um, What's going on right now is LSU's focusing on the offensive line, and they need to be, right? Like, that's the number one frame of focus uh, where they need to go. Do I think they they need to take who? Uh, <coughs> people people gonna think I have Corona. I don't have Corona, uh, but I would take Henry Tua Tua, the linebacker. Like right now, we'll have Daniel D's on uh, later. We'll ask him about Henry Tua Tua and see what he thinks from a draft perspective. Man, I gotta give my guy credit. That dude was. Hitting every single draft pick last year. It was it was ins- We literally did a live show and Daniel Dees was going boom, 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 boom. He picked, and this is crazy. He picked the uh Joe Burrow, um, Justin Jefferson. I think the only one he missed LSU wise was Patrick Queen, and then he hit Clyde Edwards Alaire. It was insane. Like, literally insane. I'm pretty sure he watched a full episode of The Simpsons and then came back in time and watched this and did the show. That's what I think happens. Uh, David says, ask Blake, what about Reeves, the UAB DC? Uh, Have we talked to him? To my knowledge, we have not. They're keeping this one pretty much under wraps, right? And so... um, with that being said, I like that. Uh, I like that it's a little under wraps. It feels very Dave Aranda-ish. Like, remember when Dave Aranda was hired as a DC? It was just like, hey, who's Dave Aranda? Next day he's hired. Like, literally. Boom, boom. Um, feels very Dave Aranda-ish. Blaine Smith says, whiskey and honey will knock that out, Blake. Heavy on the whiskey. ha <laughs> I feel perfectly fine, and it's not COVID. How sad is it that I got to say that? Uh, Ryan Mayer says, ask Blake, how Mizzou, how Mizzou, all right, back up. Ryan Mayer says on Facebook Live, ask Blake, how was Missouri able to get a D.C. before LSU? How was Florida How did Florida lose to LSU, the worst LSU team in the last 20 years, Ryan? Y'all got patty smake. Hey, hey guys, a Florida fan is in here asking how Missouri got a D.C. before LSU. Well, how did Florida lose with their best team in the last 10 years to LSU? You're what? um, LSU's what? Seven and three against Florida over the last 10 years? Florida acts like they are superior to LSU. But the truth is, you play 10 games, LSU's won seven times. You're not superior, dog. Facts don't care about your feelings. And now I'll take my whiskey. See, my son Ben says the same thing. Same exact thing. Adam LeBlanc says, ask Blake, all ones in a McDonald's to-go bag. Look, if anybody's giving me free money, I'm going to take it, right? Like, I don't care if it's ones. I don't care if it's, well, I do care if it's hundreds. All right, let's get a couple more of these. 
Stephen Frey says, ask Blake, you take a quick peek into the LSU linebacker room. Who you see on the front row and who do you see dozing off on the second? Dante, I mean Dante Starks. Um, Damon Clark in the front row. Naventique Strong in the front row. Um, especially right now. Hey, Derek says, just went and subscribed to YouTube. Thank you, Derek. The $100 gift card giveaway. Y'all need to go subscribe, man. You only got, uh, what, nine day, ten days? Ten days? Uh, Zach Pearson just sent me a text before he's about to come on. He's actually coming on now. Let's do this. Let's pay some bills around here, and then we're gonna we're going to get to Mister Zach Pearson. But not. But listen, talking about uh, money and uh, Walmart or Walmart bags and McDonald's bags. You know who's saving money for AYS clients? Mister John. Uh, Mister John Pat from Mary Home Lending. Guys, if you're thinking about buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with Mr. John Patton from Area Home Lending today at 225-663-2500. And if you call him and you mention the show, very important, he will send a team out for a free appraisal. That's all over the place. Give him the call today if you want to save $300 a month. Do it. 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. Mr. Zach Pearson is on with us. Zach, what's up, bro? You just told, you just sent me a text and says, Stefan was your, uh, was your high school baseball coach? Yeah, Stephen Fry. He was, uh, the guy who just sent in a question. He was, uh, my high school pitching coach, actually. Well, he must be really damn good at his job. To get a guy to Eunice and to LSU, right? Like that must give that man a raise, Zach. Give that man a raise. Oh yeah, he was awesome. He was awesome. He was really good at the uh, the mental side, which is where I needed the most help at that time. So it worked out well. Isn't it? Isn't it funny? Like that's where most high school kids need the most work. You know, Zach. Oh, I'm going to oh, tell yeah. you something. I got to tell you a story, and you might have something similar. So my okay. high school girlfriend broke up with me. Before big game football and football, brother, I had the worst game of my life. What high? I say that to say high school coaches. It's much more mental than it is physical, right? Like, it, it, yeah, it, I believe that. It's just so mental that I had a coach the next week tell me, "Hey, bro, you're 17. You don't even you." And now that I have a full beard, he goes, "You can't even grow a beard yet." You're gonna be okay. So, anyway, I just think it's so it's so mental. Speaking of the devil, here's your coach right here. How about that? That's him right there. He's the one. Um, I think I told that story on here, but um, he's the one who would he would tell me if I had a no hitter going after every oh, yeah. until it would be jinxed. That's him right there. B- boo this man! I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> Y'all boo this man. I'm just joking. All right, we're gonna get the hashtag ASAC. So if you have a question for Zach, um, you can get it right here in the comments. We'll bring it up. Zach, um, it's been a fantastic week for AYS. It's been a fantastic two weeks for AYS. And I think that's because um, it's been very chaotic, right? Marcus Freeman, Barry Odom, Zach Arnett, and now Ryan Nielsen. I I don't know how much you followed this Ryan Nielsen LSU thing, but man... Sean Payton has, seems to be kind of petty with all this. Your take. Give me your take. Tell me, am I wrong here? Uh, not not wrong at all. I do think Sean Payton is petty. Um, I think that in this situation, it sucks as an LSU fan. But I also don't want to be one of the guys who loves the pettiness of Sean Payton and then holds it against him whenever he's petty against me, if that makes sense. It makes um, sense. So... So I'm kind of in a I'm kind of in a weird spot here where it's like I I don't like how it all went down. I also don't know all of the details of it. Um, I don't like how it kind of got blocked on like some weird uh, you know like contract stuff. But at the same time, I do love Petty Sean Payton. So I don't know how I feel about. <laughs> I'm kind of torn on it. I I'm gonna tell you the truth. Um, 
Patty Sean Payton drives me insane. And, and and people are like, Blake, you're so like chill and you laugh and you like to have fun. Why does it drive you crazy? It's because of the it would be one thing if it was like uplifting, right? Like, you know how like Lane Kiffin does it? Like, uh he quote tweets Mike Leach and says, Well, hey man, we're working hard over here too. You know, like yeah. it, it's petty, but it's not. Like Lane yeah. Kiffin's not out there beating down somebody. Now, if he needs to get his point across, he'll say it. Now, in a press conference, that's completely different. But going on social media and the antics, man, it just it kind of drives me nuts. Um, <laughs> a man accepts a job, Zach and Ryan Nielsen. Now, I get that Ed yeah. Orgeron should have called Sean Payton and said, look, I want to interview this guy. But at some point, do you kind of feel like – that all this being out in public was just bad business for not just the saints, but for LSU too. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's bad all around. I think it's, I don't think it's as bad on LSU. Um, but I also don't think like it, it, once all of the information comes out and like you said, it's all public, then you're, the bridge is kind of already burned in a sense. Like I know they gave them the, like the promotion after the fact and this and that, but I don't, I feel like that was trying to appease him in Thank a situation you. where he already tried to leave. So I don't know. I think it's kind of bad business more for the Saints than for LSU. But at the same time, it's like, I, I don't know. I, I think having it all out in public just doesn't look good for anybody involved at the end of the day. My good friend John asked on Facebook Live, he says, Ask Zach, are you going to catch a ball game and come tailgating with us this year for LSU baseball game? What do you think, Zach? I I will never turn down that invitation. Okay. Okay. I, I will join I will join any tailgate you want. I'll I'll choose how much I participate in the tailgate, but I'm I will always show up if I'm invited. Um so Zach, I don't think you're gonna have a choice in some of the activities that will be bestowed upon you. Um That's we fair. talked about the Vandy now, game, the now, Vandy series. I'm a father now, so I have the best excuse. So am I, brother. Get in line. So are all of us that will be there. Get in line. Let loose. We'll get a hotel room. It's just one night. It's just one night. We got to let you. let you. uh, What what is it? What you boys say on the other guys? I'm a peacock. You got to let me fly here. You know, that's going to be you. That's going to be you. Um, Zach, as a fan, as a fan, when you see another D.C., is not coming to LSU. Another candidate is not coming to LSU. When you saw the tweet or when you got the text, what's mm-hmm. your initial thought? Do you were you just like, man, come on? And, and a side note from that, as a player, would you have just kind of been like, bro, what the hell's going on? Like, are we just not worth it or something? Um. So I think I think the fan side of me and the player side of me see it a little differently. Um, as a fan, I, I, and I don't know if it's because of your own bias or, or what, as a fan, it's like, I kind of, I, I want the best coach to want to be here because I feel like we're worth that. Um, and then if they don't, or if they choose other places, I love that. Um, oh, he going to do it places, now. I'm not to interrupt you. He going to do it. So Vandy series, <laughs> here we come. Keep going, Zach. But yeah, so I think I think if they if they don't choose to come here, then it it makes me ask two things: one, like what is their reasoning, and then two, it when it when it follows the 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 scandals and the stories that we've been hearing about, it makes you kind of question if those are related or not. Sometimes they might be, sometimes they might not be. But I think that's the fan side. Um, from the player side, I I think you want to have the best coaches naturally. But I don't think you really believe that it affects you um, because of your own athletic confidence. So, like, right. whenever I was at, whenever I was in college, the four years that I was in college, the team I was on had five different pitching coaches. We had one in the fall of my freshman year, then a new one in the spring, then a new one my sophomore year. Then I went to LSU where we had Javi. Then I went my senior mm-hmm. year where we had Canizero, right? So we had five hitting coaches in four years of college for me. And I don't think any of the players ever questioned it, batted an eye, nothing. It was like, well, we're still going to go out and we're going to hammer baseball. So I feel like at the end of the day, if the locker room doesn't feel the same way, then 
I don't think the coach has much to do anyway. I, I feel the same way from that perspective. Like, hey, man, you can when it's one on one and I'm I'm blocking the guy in front of me. You're not there. Like, you can tell me where to go yeah. in the scheme. Like, you're not there. As Kobe said, or as uh, Drake said, that from his good friend Kobe, rest in peace, Kobe. Girl, you went with me shooting in the gym, right? Like, <laughs> and that's the kind of mindset. I know it's kind of funny, but I, that's a mindset um, that you got to have. I'm really itching to get to this Connor Dustin Dustin talk. I'm really itching, okay. but I'm being I, I'm being good. Okay. We'll talk about it in just a second. Uh, okay, Zach. Baseball is thirty day or twenty nine. Is it twenty nine or thirty days away? I, I it's right there at twenty nine thirty. Um, Zach, I talked to a couple people inside that program today. Um, mm-hmm. Pulmonary, I think I'm pretty damn sure thinks it's the most talented. Uh, roster that he's ever had, which hearing this was kind of yep. that kind of got me. I, I took a step back, okay, because I, I look at all the talent that that man's coached, and I sit back and say, yeah. "Hey, man, that's a big ass statement." Talking about Will Wade with a strong ass offer, that's a strong ass statement. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But here's the here's the thing, and Zach, you can talk to us about this. <clears throat> he's letting the players have facial hair. He's letting the players have long hair. Something we've never seen before from Paul Maneri. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's being a little lax from these guys because they're so damn good? You know Paul Maneri better than most. When you see that, are you just like, uh-huh, they're too damn good for their own good? And is that the vibe that you get? Uh, look, if that's, if that's the case, I don't know about it. Um, I see that, and I think, I think more um, on the player side of these guys must be really damn good because I still believe that I, I still believe that day in and day out they're getting their asses kicked. Oh right? yeah, but oh, I also yeah. think I also think that these guys must be really good and probably a good crop of dudes for him to trust them in that sense and for him to like give them a little bit more slack on their leashes, right? But at the same time, I don't think he's being any more lenient when it comes to like how much they're running, how much they're lifting, how hard they're practicing. I feel like that's pretty much a constant. And I feel like he's pushing them harder, right? Like, I, I do Probably. feel like he's pushing them harder. Um, you well, know, I actually don't know. Uh, well, I actually don't know. Sorry, Zach. I, I was told that. Right. Like, literally told that Paul is pushing him harder. That they, Well, and you don't know coaches. I mean, there's haven't been coaches. But um, let me just say that Alan Dunn's been there. And uh, yeah, from what I understand, uh, it has been the, it's like a clash of the ty- the literal text. Hold on, the literal text said Zach. It was it's like the clash of the titans, right? Like Hill goes out there, and then you got Dylan Cruz, and you got to run on second and third, and he's hitting the ball opposite through a gap, and you're like shit, like we yeah. can't get this guy out. And so that's just yeah. where I'm just sitting back. And we have a question here for you, too, from Tony Tubetz, who's a great listener and follower. He says, Zach, how hot will PM seat get if they come out of the gate like last year? And it's a good question because you have this talented of a team, and if they come mm-hmm. out slow, I know that they have a lot of guys, but should we hit the panic button, so to speak? I'm always on board with you don't hit the panic button and you don't like the seat doesn't get hot until we see if they're a national seed. A lot of times it turns out where, you know, the, the month of February, they don't look as good as everybody wants. And then they're hosting a super regional anyway. Um, now I do think that the, the slow start, uh, obviously no one wants to see a slow start. Um, for a while, they were floating the idea of an SEC only schedule where you played four games on the weekend against only SEC teams. Uh-huh. If your schedule set up like that, then a slow start, just basically ruins your year right so that's different Mm -hmm. um but for this one you may have you may have your chance to come out now look i still want to see them come out with one of those like 10 and 0 starts you know where they kind of beat up on a bunch of teams to like build up some chemistry build up some momentum and then go into conference play because this conference is absolutely loaded this season carl dunn says ask zach we're gonna get to dustin portier and them in just a second uh but last question he says ask zach what do you think about the 25% capacity with no tailgating? Well, it looks like we might not be tailgating. We're going to find a way. 
Uh, Zach, from a pitcher, that's a great question in a sense. From a pitcher standpoint, how big is that? Like, from a pitcher or ba- – I think it – Go ahead. I think it definitely benefits the away team um, Correct. It, right. when you're LSU. Now, you know, when you're a team like Vandy who's only getting 2,500 at max capacity, then I don't really think you're going to see that much of a distance because they're not selling out that stadium anyway. Mm-hmm. But at Alex Box, whenever you're taking – I mean, you're essentially taking 8,000 people out of the stadium in big games. I think it definitely gives the advantage to the away team, much like we saw in Death Valley. Like I just, I think you're taking away one of the X factors of what makes that stadium so hard to win in. Well, it, Zach, that's a good point, and man, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. We're gonna you're asking a lot from a lot of young guys. Like, hey, mentally be focused. Like, I, I mean, it's yeah. crazy. Okay, um, we have some more assets. We'll get uh, – let's see if I can find one. We'll get to one more. Uh, here's an interesting – how was Andy Canizero as a coach? Were you under Were you under him? I loved him. I really did. Um, you know, uh, so Canizero and I – I don't even know how this got started, but it, it turned into – he would do this thing where, like, when, whenever, whenever the, the offense needed, like, a battery boost, he would call everybody up into these huddles outside of the dugout. And one time I was just in the huddle. <laughs> it was all hitters. And I was just in there and he's like firing everybody up. And then at the end, he looks at me, he's like, what the hell are you doing in here? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just here. <laughs> and so, but then like a rally kind of started and just kind of turned into this thing where like, all right, well, whenever the hitters are huddling up, I'm going. <laughs> and so I would always stand in the hitters huddle. And I'm telling you, that guy, um, I know I made a joke about this before, but that guy could have you so fired up that you'd be willing to put the fire of hell with a water gun. I'm telling you. Like that guy, he he knew how to talk to players. He really was good at that. Well, and yeah, he was. And um, I mean, you could have had a Tide Peterson type of moment, right? God, bless yeah, Jesus, so. dude. The oh, biggest I couldn't swing it, man. Dog, <laughs> like the simple fact that that happened, I lo- I laughed. He's rounding first, Zach, and I'm laughing, right? Like I'm excited, but I'm laughing. It, it was fantastic. Uh, all right, let's get to this UFC. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. If you're the other team's pitcher, you have to just be so pissed. I know. You got to be right? like, man, screw baseball, man. <laughs> like, it's just one of those weird sport moments where you're like, God, I hate this game. <laughs> the one, the last time I ever pitched, swear on everything, I was in 10th grade. We were playing summer ball. Like, we had nobody. Like, we, mm-hmm. uh, like four, let's say four kids had strep throat. I, I, I'm not a good pitcher, you know. Whatever. I played first base literally my entire life. And the guy that played fullback for us at Southeastern, Justin Owens, it, it was a 3-0 count. And I looked at it. I already knew that we were going. Like, we kind of, you know, already had a connection with one another. We were good friends. I'm like, fastball, middle end. I was, I mean, yeah. we were beating this team. Good luck. I Ephus peached. I, like, threw an Ephus up there. I lobbed it up there. My man swung and missed. And I was like, oh, my God. That was the only funniest thing I think I've ever done in sports. Anyway, let's get to this. UFC 257. I don't know who you're picking, um, but tell me. Who are you leaning? Are you going Are you going the diamond or are you going McGregor? I mean, I'm a fan of both the guys. Like, I like both these dudes a lot. Um, if it were, If I were choosing, I would rather see Dustin win. Um, mm. but if I were putting money on the fight, I mean, I, I think McGregor's going to win. Like, I think mm. he's going to pull it out. I think it'd be a way better fight than the first matchup. Cause I think Poirier has been way better since. And I think that McGregor's kind of, you know, he's not as good as he used to be. Um, he's still, he's still too tough though, man. I, I don't see it going Dustin's way, but, um, I do like how, I do like how we're kind of seeing a different McGregor. I like. I liked the showman and the trash talker and all that. It's what made me like him in the first place. Me too. But I kind of like that we're seeing a humble McGregor because, like, him and him and Poirier, they look like they're they look like they're buddies. You know, like they're they look like they're dads. They look like they're dads, right? Like I'm being serious. Like, hey, I'm yeah. gonna knock him out in 60 seconds. But you know what? I I donated to his charity. He's a good fella. He's got hot sauce. I was like, oh my god! Like this is the craziest thing ever. I know. I want to try that hot sauce, man. I do too. Um, I get my hands on stuff. 
I'm going to pick McGregor. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm like you. I want the Louisiana exactly guy. A hot take. <laughs> I mean, I want the Louisiana guy to win. But when McGregor goes out there and says, I'm going to knock him out in 60 seconds, mate. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, this is like yeah. vintage level. We'll see. All right, we got one. I saw your coach yeah. commented. Hold on. I got to find it. No. What did he say? Oh, he says, hashtag ASAC. Did you enjoy the mound visits as much as I did? Hashtag, what are we talking about? Did y'all have like the uh, rookie of the year type moments? You have tos. Pretty you got to use your have tos. Pretty much. So, yeah. So, um, basically what I touched on earlier was that he was really good at like helping me with the mental side. And what I meant by that is I was a total head case with a brutal temper. And so his job a lot of times would just be to come out there and be like, I'm not going to let this guy think about baseball at all. Right. That was kind of, he was just good at that. So he would walk out there, say something stupid that would make me laugh. And then be like, all right, get out of this. You know, <laughs> talk to me, talk to me after the inning. That was, he was, he was just really good at that kind of, that kind of thing. But yeah, looking back on it, I enjoy the mound visits now. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> maybe not as much during, you know, Zach, the thing that, uh, I think for old, I'll, I'll just call myself an old jock, I guess. Um, you miss the camar- you miss the camaraderie, right? Like people, like my wife doesn't get it. Uh, people that don't never play sports don't get it. Like we were, um, my good friend Josh May, who I played football with, he he put something on Twitter. He's like, "Hey, y'all remember when we used to get in all these debates about football, and we used to get so mad at one another? Like I would I would take a guy home. Like we literally all lived in this apartment complex." And I lived, and people lived across from me, and it was all it was crazy. Yeah. And uh, I would drive there because I had a Lincoln Navigator, so I thought I was pimping. And so I would drive everywhere. And so I was driving <laughs> home. I wouldn't talk to him. And he's loud camping me on tour. Hey, y'all remember that time we got Blake so mad that he didn't talk to anybody for like 12 hours, and then he got hungry. His big ass got hungry. He said, hey, y'all going to go get something to eat. <laughs> Great times. Oh, I do miss that, man. I miss um I miss like the bullpens like where you you basically have like four hours only two of the guys are going to be working today you know and it's just like all right what are we debating what are we discussing a lot of would you rather's oh just, dude like, those random. are the best those are the yeah. best yeah what was what was good about it was you know you, you would always dive into the details like okay now in this situation am I is it this or is it this you know people be like oh we gotta we gotta choose. I miss you, all that, man. You know, you always had that one guy that's going to ask some outlandish question, and you got to answer it, and then you pick the you one. Have to answer, and then you pick the one, yeah. and they're like ribbing you for the next couple of days, oh, like, yeah. "Oh, sex said he'd whatever." Yeah. And I, I just I charge it to the game, man. Well, see, I would just try to, I would try to be the guy that would ask that question so I could get out of it, you know. But anyway, <laughs> Zach, it was great having you on, my friend. As always. Uh, and, and we look forward to seeing you soon. I know that there's been a lot of gamers on uh, on Twitter from AYS that's wanting you to game. Have you been able to play with anybody yet? That's right. No, I haven't because a lot of people are playing Call of Duty, and I just haven't jumped into it yet. But I need to set up a uh, I need to set up a situation where we get that rolling. All right. Well, that sounds awesome, Zach. Thank you very much, my friend. We'll talk soon. All right, man. Take care. All right. That is Mr. Zach Pearson, former LSU baseball player. Mr. Zach Pearson, uh, man, I love that guy. I love that guy. Absolutely fantastic. Okay, we're going to get to one of our sponsors, and then we're going to bring on Mr. Daniel Dees. From, I guess we can just call him from AYS Network. I know he's got the dad network, but we're going to call him from the AYS Network. But, guys, you got to go see my good friend, Mr. Michael Bazile, our financial advisor. Guys, if you plan for it, you damn sure, or if you live for it, you damn sure better plan for it. Give them a call today at 504-343-1576. That's 504-343-1576. Tell them Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you on by. Mr. Daniel Dees is in the building. What's up, brother? Just living a life. Trying to be like you. Why are you trying to be like me? Don't you gotta be better I want that than sinus me. Infection. I know, bro. I want that sinus infection. I want that corona. No, you no no you don't. You don't want the Rona. You, you don't want that. Nobody wants that. 
before we continue, I just want to call you and Zach both out about Connor and Dustin. Okay, well, hold on. Before we get started, I was going to wait till the end, but let's do this now. Let's do this now. The AYS Fight Club, let's do this now. Let's hash it out now. Okay, I'm calling you out, I'm calling Zach out, and I'm calling Matt out. Okay, so listen. Before you came on air, I was telling you how I was just, I watched Connor highlights all day and I'm not feeling too good about Dustin. I'm just sitting in my office. You know what was looking me in the face? What's that? This, right, y'all? Buster Douglas knocking out Mike Tyson. Autographed by Buster Douglas himself. If Buster can do it, Connor can do it. If Buster can do it, Connor can do it? Well, Connor's already going to do it. Thank you very much. Hold on. Thank you very much for bringing that up. So you're right. Connor McGregor in the first two rounds is going to, hold on, is going to, how you get street fighter Dustin Portier, even though I want Dustin Portier to win, he's going to high you get him and it's going to be over. Thank you for finally agreeing. All right. Here's the thing. When Dustin Poirier puts Connor to sleep, I'm coming on here the following Friday on AYS Fight Club and I'm going to chug an entire bottle of Dustin Poirier's hot sauce and then I'm going to come find you and shove the bottle up your Rudy Poo candy. Okay. Um, I really want Dustin to win now because you're not going to be able to get it up there, but I want to see you chug it. Okay, I want to see you chug an entire bottle of hot sauce. Okay, let's get to this. Let's get to this. Um, Steven right, says that Di- Diamond is going to win. We're going to get back to it in just a minute. We'll talk. I'll give you a couple questions uh, in just a second. You can do hashtag ask Daniel. Let's do this right now. Hashtag ask Daniel. And if you got any questions. All right, Daniel, you were fantastic for the draft coverage a year ago. Now we're going to talk about some LSU guys that are in the draft this upcoming season. Um, I mean, it's pretty much to be determined that Jamar Chase is going to be the first guy off of the board. Now, let me preface this for you as before we go on. Uh, This is all of a mock draft. You have a lot of free agency that's got to go on. So this is a lot of a mock draft. Just where you see things going. This is just the first version I put out. I did four rounds. All these Rudy Poos are out there doing only two rounds. Your Mel Kuypers, your Todd McShays, your Daniel Jeremiah's. They only do two. Over here at AYS, we do four. Okay, All so right? we did four. Okay. Four. Well, so we're gonna get to the first we're gonna get to the first couple of picks. Um at number six, you got Jamar Chase, okay, going to the Philadelphia Eagles above Devontae Smith. What made him your first wide receiver off the board? Okay, I'm not comfortable putting Jamar Chase to the Eagles because last year the Eagles did get Jalen Rager in the first round. So I don't feel like they'll go wide receiver two years in a row. I mean, they just got a new head coach, uh, Indianapolis offensive coordinator who was under Frank Reich. So maybe they will go Jamar Chase here, but – I'm not 100% sold on this right now. Okay, yeah, Jamar Chase to the Eagles. It's it's a popular pick. As of right now, that's my pick for the Eagles. That may very well change come draft day. It might be Patrick Sertang, uh the second. I think that's the better pick for him. I think it addresses a bigger need for him. Because as of right now, I just don't – it's like a nasty – it's like a four-loco original formula. It seems like a good idea on paper until you actually taste it. Because I don't think Jamar Chase is a good fit for the Eagles, personally. I just think it's a dumpster fire of an organization. They couldn't handle success well when they won the Super Bowl, and the whole organization just imploded. I don't want to see him go there, but as of right now, I think that's the pick. Well, and if Joe Burrow has his way, um, it'll be interesting to see what he does. Okay, if he, if he lobbies for Jamar Chase – or they go penny sore or something like that. Uh, I'm with you. I saw your draft coverage. We need to put it out to the public so they can read it uh, at some point. Um, but I'm with you. I think Penny Sewell is one of a uh, 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 maybe a, non, a non-miss prospect. Uh, very interesting here. Uh, the next LSU Tiger you have is coming off the board is at number 20 to the Chicago Bears, yeah. Terrace Marshall Jr. 
Um, Daniel, I, I, I'm going to be a little honest here. I was a little surprised when you sent me this today and you had him there. Um, he would have to do a lot to grow, get into that bottom round, especially at 20. Why do you have Terrace Marshall at 20 to the Chicago Bears? Well, basically because the Bears are fixing to lose Allen Robinson, all right? And pretty much my Terrace Marshall is basically Allen Robinson. But, but the only difference is Terrace Marshall can line up in the slot. Allen Robinson cannot. I mean, yeah, Terrace Marshall is better outside the numbers. I'm not I'm it's not up for debate. He's better on the outside than he is in the slot. So I don't think they'll go quarterback first round. I've seen a lot of them trying to trade up for uh Trey Lance. That's not gonna happen. I just don't see Matt Nagy doing that. I don't think he's gonna riff. He's already on the hot seat. The Bears GM's already on the hot seat. I don't think they're gonna risk their job on a guy who's probably not going to start, especially Trey Lance. Trey Lance is not a day one starter in the NFL. I love Trey Lance as a prospect. However, he needs to sit a year. So that's why I got Trey Lance actually going, uh, I think, number five to Atlanta. Uh, you had him going to Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, number four, Atlanta. That's a perfect situation for Trey Lance. He needs to go to a team where he can sit a year with a new head coach and a new GM. That's a popular pick. If you haven't, so basically the Lions or the Falcons, those are the only two places I can see Trey Lance succeed. Um, so, no, uh, I see. Oh, go ahead. Uh, go, so ahead. We'll go ahead. And put this, we'll go ahead and put this up here. Derek Eversall, no Trask for the Bears. Kyle Trask is not going in the first round. He's not going in the second round. He may go in the third round, but I think a more comfortable spot for Kyle Trask is probably the fourth round. I mean, because – the only place I can see him going that early is Pittsburgh, but today Pittsburgh just signed Dwayne Haskins. Very much so. And look, this is a mock draft, and you'll and you've done it a lot, yeah. and you've re and you've redone it as free agency happens. This is just more of where you see things right now. And I agree with you. Look, yeah. you, I got to give you credit. I got to give you credit. You missed like three the entire first round, so I'm going to give you that's, credit. That's what I've ever done. Well, the thing about you don't the tell draft. the people that. You tell the people you're damn right. Uh, Daniel, at number 28, you got the Saints taking uh, Notre Dame offensive tackle Liam Etchenberg. Um, Daniel, I'm going to be a little honest. I don't know how I feel about that because they went offensive line last year. I don't see them going offensive line again. Um, they will have both offensive tackles, both guards and center that will return from starters, um, why then go tackle in Etchenberg from the, from Notre Dame? Okay, before I get to that pick, let me just say, here's the thing about the drafts. Nobody knows. You can have the best mock draft of all time. There, it's impossible to nail all 32 picks because come draft morning, you don't know what the GM feel, is feeling. You don't know what the head coach is feeling that morning. Right. You don't know mm -hmm. what the owner's feeling. Like, for example, last year, a very popular pick was Seattle Seahawks getting an offensive tackle. Like, that, everybody had that etched in stone. They were going to take the best tackle off the board. But what did they do? They traded back. They didn't. They got uh, Jordan Brooks out of Texas Tech, a linebacker oh, yeah, that right. everybody thought was going to go day two. Yeah, that's so right. So it just all that. depends on how – what do you need? Does Do you think that guy – is? Is a can't miss. So that's how it goes. Another example, the uh, Minnesota Vikings last year, everybody and their mama knew they needed a cornerback. And mm -hmm. it, they even their front office knew that that night they were getting a cornerback. But their highest rated prospect on that whole board fell right in their laps, Justin Jefferson, because they were convinced Justin Jefferson was going to the Eagles that Did night. you see that and video? Did you, see, did you see the video from the Vikings? They la they laughed at Philadelphia They're for like, taking Rager. They they didn't know whether the shit or go blind in, the, in that moment, so they had to right. abandon their whole board, their whole mock, their own mock. They had to abandon it. They had to take their highest rated player at that very moment. Well, look, I don't think that I know that you have um, Liam Etchenberg, the tackle going to the Saints. I just don't see it. Um, I, look, we've talked about this all week. Sean Payton's petty. 
Uh, I do think that they need a safety. I, again, I know it's a mock draft, but why would you? Is this because they missed on Tony? Like, is this why? Because in your draft you had Kadarius Tony going above that. Is that the reason why you have a, a offensive tackle exactly. there? I was going to get to that. The pick before them, I had the Ravens taking Kadarius Tony. I would if the if the Saints can nail Kadarius Tony. The Saints will be all right, even without Breeze, no matter who they have on the Saints. If you have Mike Thomas and Kadarius Tony, Emmanuel just Sanders, off on the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. that's going to be a match made in heaven. I think Sean Payton would do great things with Kadarius Tony. Daniel, but, we have a question from Bo Holly very quickly. He says, "Ask Daniel. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. What do this? What do you think the Saints will do at quarterback? Do you think that there's a scenario? And does do the Saints have enough draft capital?" to move up to go get a quarterback? I just don't see Sean Payton trading up for a quarterback. Well, he tried, he, he, tried to right with, he tried to with Mahomes and um, Mahomes and got beat out. But that's a different beast. There's not a Mahomes in this draft. Um, Correct. But do you think they stay with Jameis then? I mean, like, what do they do? Uh, honestly, I think that's going to get addressed in free agency. I think I'm, I, if I were to bet on a destination, QB to team destination, I'm, I, I'm, I am a betting man. So if I were to go to Vegas, I would say Matthew Stafford to the Saints. That, uh, especially now with Dan Campbell there, there could, be a, there could definitely be a sign and trade uh, that can happen. Okay, let's get to some more of these LSU guys. And as the draft goes on, Daniel will come on. He will continue to do these picks. We'll have him on. Uh, but a lot of people have asked for the LSU guys in the comments, too. Uh, in the second round, the 22nd pick of the second round, you have Tyler Shelvin going to your Tennessee Titans. Uh, tell Absolutely. me tell me why. By the way, Tyler Shelvin looks fantastic. If, you ha- if, you've, seen, if you've seen him working out, he looks fantastic. Why do you have him going to Tennessee? Okay, basically, the thing about Tyler Shelvin is, if you look at him, just he is so physically imposing. I get such a Vince Wilfork, a prime Vince Wilfork vibe from him. He he pushes that line of scrimmage backwards, and that's what the Titans need to get their pass rush going. Because in the first round, I actually had the Tennessee Titans getting Greg Rousseau from Miami, who could pretty much sack anybody. I'll, that doesn't matter if they can roll out of pocket or not. The dude's an athletic freak, and if Greg Rousseau could follow the Titans, that's a dream come true for me. But, yes, Tyler Shelvin, he could line up at nose tackle. And if Mike Vrabel decides, well, I'm going to 4-3, he could play that one technique beautifully, beautifully. Mm-hmm. And like I said, he's just a Vince Wilfork guy. The dude can stuff a run. If you try to run between the tackles, he's he's wrapping you up and he's throwing you down. Daniel, does it bother you he missed last year? A lot. I want so, to see more of him. So it does bother you that he missed an entire year. If he if he would have played this year, there's no doubt in my mind he'd be not only the first defensive tackle off the board, I think he would probably would have been a top fifteen pick if he would if he would have played. He's well, let me tell you the 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 problem with Tyler Shelvin. Now, he's changed his body, uh, but he can be very lazy. Uh, so, that, that'll that be interesting. Hear, but there's not many. The film kind of, yeah, there's plays where he takes it off. But what defensive tackle really doesn't take plays off? That happens all over the What NFL. defensive tackle takes $100 and goes to Little Caesars and eats nothing but Little Caesars during quarantine? I, I mean, listen, I, I don't – player. I love Little Caesar, so that's a guy I want to party with. I know that you do, but I'm just saying this man was going to be in the draft. Um, Daniel, I know we're he focusing on – more stuff. True. I know we're focusing on LSU players tonight before we get out of here because we've been in here about an hour. Um, Jabril Cox, I think that you got him too low. Um, I think because of the simple fact – Here's the thing. Do I think you got him too low from where you have him in a realistic standpoint? No. Do I think that you have him too low because he can cover? Yes. Right? I think that somebody will bite on him on the simple fact, the very simple fact that he can cover. 
and that he's he gets interceptions and he's covered wide receivers and tight ends. Why did you put him so low into the third round to the Atlanta Falcons? Which, by the way, the Atlanta Falcons would take him, but that would be another LSU player that would be in the NFC South. Well, one, Atlanta Falcons love them some LSU players. But the main reason I have Jabril Cox going here is because Atlanta actually wanted to trade back into the first round to get Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson last year, but they couldn't do it. And this is pretty much their version of Isaiah Simmons. They get a second chance at that. So I can see them. He could probably – I see. I can see Atlanta reaching for him in the second. If they, if they really fall in love with him, they'll definitely take that. I think that's what they need in Atlanta. Uh, very quickly, let's get through Let's get through these, and then we'll get on out of here. Um, you got Kerry Vincent going to the Chargers with the 13th, or the yes. 13th pick in the third round. What do you like about Kerry Vincent? Kerry Vincent can be plugged in at safety as well. That's what I love about him. The dude can put – he's like um LSU guy, cornerback. Tyron Matthew, mm. he was a corner, great cornerback in college. But when he got to the NFL, they're like, yo – you are a little undersized to be a cornerback, but we would love to have you at free safety. I think that's what's going to happen with him in the NFL. All right, let's get to the number one overall pick. Um, Justin Fields versus Trevor Lawrence. Can I tell you something? I think Trevor Lawrence is a bust. I will agree with you on that. I have not seen enough progression out of him in college. Yeah, I, I think, think Trevor Lawrence is a bust. His, I think well, we've seen his ceiling already. Well, I think he yeah, played in a very a very bad. down conference. And then when he got to the – other than the first year when he had four first-round defensive linemen on the team with him, ever since then, he's he. I feel like he's regressed a little. Um, now, we don't know how much Dabo in that offense kept him down, but he had Travis Etienne. I mean, LSU just made him look horrendous. Uh, and that defense had a lot of struggles at times. Uh, and Dave Aranda, who's an NFL mind, bear none, uh, sent the house at him at times, and he didn't know where it was coming from. Uh, I think yeah. he, I, I think he's a bust, and I quite honestly, Daniel, think he has no idea what he needs to do. I'm glad you put. I'm glad you said that. When you watch Trevor Lawrence, and you're just looking at the negatives, the number one negative is that, well, he holds on to his reads way too long. That first read, if he just stares that read down. And if you send a house on him, it's done for him. I, I agree. I think Trevor Lawrence is a bust. But the only reason why I think he's going to be the consensus number one, they're not going to hesitate here, is because unlike Zach Wilson and Justin Fields, we've actually seen Trevor Lawrence have success throwing across the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, he throws down the middle. Justin Fields and that Ohio State offense, he really didn't throw across the middle that much. I agree. That's going to be a big thing in the NFL. Look, you've been doing this. You put a lot of work into this. Uh, We need to find a way for you to go down through all of this. We just don't have enough time tonight. Daniel, hang tight. Uh, uh, Tell everybody about the show tomorrow night, and then we're going to wrap up the show here and get on out of here. All right, tomorrow, AYS Fight Club. Myself, Daniel Dees, and Matt Bricker, we're going to be breaking down Conor McGregor versus Dustin, the Diamond Poirier. We're going to have so many people. We're going to try to get as many people on as we can to give us their pick. We're going to tally it up and just have a good time with it. Should should I make a guest appearance? Should I make a guest appearance and and, and tell you why you're a melty feel for thinking that Conor McGregor is not going to win? Hold on. I'm going to put a comment up here. All right. Mark Comby says, what about Terrace Marshall to the Saints? Mm. I think that would be great, but I just don't see him falling past Chicago. If Chicago can't get a quarterback, they will sell for Terrace Marshall to replace Allen Robinson. Very much so. So, again, I might make a guest appearance. All right, guys, my name is Blake Rufino. This is Daniel Dees. They will see – Daniel and Matt Bricker will see you tomorrow at 8 o'clock. No, yeah, at 8 o'clock, and they will break down UFC uh, 257. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, Daniel, hang tight. Uh, We will see you soon. Have a good night. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. 
That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.